all full of authentic points of view. Myself alone have at least 22. They come from the things that we have been through. Those things can either make or break you. Life is full of ups and downs. It's our choice to either smile or frown. Please choose to smile today. Because it's one thing that's free to give away. People say that life isn't hard. It's what you make of it. But what if only struggle surrounds you? What can you take from it? Life can be hard and some things aren't fair. Please listen to others just to be aware. All I'm saying, you never know what someone's going through. Just because they look happy doesn't make it true. Hopefully this podcast will help you see. You are not alone. You have at least got me. We are more alike than you may know. But if we stay quiet, we will never grow. Don't ever give up because you got this. If you quit, think of all the opportunities that you could miss. We are all full of authentic points of view. Myself alone have at least 22. They come from the things that we have been through. Those things can either make or break you. Life is full of ups and downs. It's our choice to either smile or frown. Please choose to smile today. Because it's one thing that's free to give away. People say that life isn't hard, it's what you make of it, but what if only struggle surrounds you, what can you take from it? Life can be hard and some things aren't fair. Please listen to others, just to be aware. All I'm saying, you never know what someone's going through. Just because they look happy doesn't make it true. Hopefully this podcast will help you see. You are not alone, you have at least got me. We are more alike than you may know, but if we stay quiet, we will never grow. Don't ever give up, because you got this. Think of all the opportunities that you could miss. Hello and welcome everybody to Authentic Points of View, episode number two. I'm so excited. So today is going to be special because... I am interviewing the most amazing people in the world. I'm so excited to have them here. I was their first guest on their podcast, and now they're my first guest. Um, And they're just great people. Uh, So, Melissa and Jesse Biondi, uh, they're a husband and wife duo who both work as creatives. Melissa has an extensive acting career, including being on Naked and Afraid, and has also written and produced her own comic book series, Deadly Crimson. Jesse is a singer-songwriter who writes and produces his own music, as well as plays concerts regularly. They together host the Reimagined Success podcast, and they are the creative directors of Creative Global Podcast Production, a fast-growing media, PR, and production company. So, help me welcome Jesse and Melissa! Hi! Hey. Hi, guys! <laughs> Thanks for having us. This is so exciting. This is your second episode. We just couldn't be more ecstatic for you. Yes, it is so cool to see. Oh, your first episode, first of all, was great hearing your so story. So funny! And, <laughs> you know, it's hilarious, and you just had us rolling the whole time, and now here's your second episode, and we couldn't be more proud of you as you were our first guest on our podcast. Yes. And now we get to be your first guest on your podcast, and that's just so cool. <laughs> Thank you so much. I agree. It's so awesome. Um, so I've known you guys for a few 
months now, and I took your pictures. Um, Actually, it's been a year, almost a year now. Almost. It's been a year. Well, yeah, because July we got married, and <gasps> we met um, like shortly after the wedding. So it's almost oh, wow. been a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just shy of it. Yeah, time flies. Time flies. Oh my gosh, I love when you're you guys. having fun. I know. <laughs> All right, so I'm so excited. I've known you guys for oh my goodness, almost a year. Wow, mm-hmm. and uh, your energy is so amazing. And again, I can't be happier to have you guys as my first guest. So I'm just gonna jump on in. Uh, how? Did yes. Uh, <laughs> how did you all meet and how long have you been together? Well, you obviously just said that you got yeah. um, married last July. So yes. um, how did you guys meet and how long total have you been together? Yeah, actually it's, it's a, it's a really funny and amazing story to be honest, because I have been single most of my life. Um, I am, you know, a Above 30. So <laughs> me too. Um, me too. <laughs> yes. Um, you know, so I really wanted to wait for the right person and I wasn't gonna settle. I knew that the right person was out there and that would give me everything that I needed in life. And it just so happened my youth pastor from when I was a young kid. Uh, mentioned something about a guy and he was like, you would be just so awesome with this guy, Jesse. And I'm like, who? And uh, he ended up showing me his like Facebook page. And I was like, oh, okay. He's kind of cute. You know, like I I could see that. (laughs) Well, at the same time, I was in a real bad relationship that um, just, I needed to get out of. And and this same David. Yeah. uh, Same David. David Cooper. And they were actually like best friends, which, um, you know, yeah, we, we had met and just hit it off and just, we're great friends. And the whole time I'm in this terrible relationship, he's telling me, dude, what are you doing? He's like, when you're ready to get done with this person, I've got the, just the best girl for you. And he's like, it's, it's my, my friend, Melissa. I've known her since she was young. Um, but I knew that Melissa lived in Atlanta and I lived in Greenville, South Carolina area, Spartanburg to be yeah. more specific. Yeah. And how's that, that going to work? That's like, like a two and a half hour right. drive. If there's no traffic, right. which this it's, is, Atlanta. I lived in Atlanta. So always traffic. Always traffic. <laughs> so it was more like a three and a half to four hour drive. I'm like, okay, whatever. And then finally I finished with the person I was with and come mm-hmm. to my senses. And, uh, then uh, Melissa and I had become Facebook friends. Yeah. And yeah. she was like liking all of my posts, being real, you know, <laughs> kind of right, right up in my face with it all. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, okay, I see this. What am I wrong? Well, first off, first Uh-oh. off, let me just go backwards here. He's like, oh, she's liking all my stuff. No, he's the one who like friend requested me, reached out, then like Facebook called me, and you know. Yeah, so we started chatting on Facebook, and um, I told her, I said, you know, David's been talking to me about you and to you about me, but I'd just rather talk to you. And so we just started talking, and the rest was history. We fell in love immediately yeah like our first date it was it was over I, yeah. I I drove all the way to Greenville um for our first date and we I pulled up and it was just natural everything was natural I actually went to his show that night and we spent an entire day in like downtown Greenville and you know we we're walking around and we were like already holding hands like like it, mm-hmm. it was 
Danielle, like uh, Danielle knows us and she's been around us. And if you met us that day, you would, you would not know it was not today. You would not know it was our first day yeah. for sure. You would not know wow. it wasn't today. I mean, we were just as much mm-hmm. of everything that we are now back then. Like during his show, I was like still his number one fan and just like, woo and videoing. And, yep. and then it was just, that was it. And then on our second Second date, I asked her officially to be my girlfriend. It was on July, uh, July 31st, 2020. And then um, the next day, I told her I loved her. <laughs> <laughs> and I told her, I was like, hey, I know that this is crazy early and that most people would think that I'm absolutely nuts for saying this. I said, but I don't care. And life is too short to hold back what you feel. And I love you. And I want you to know that. And <laughs> Uh, she didn't tell me right away that she loved me too, but she did shortly thereafter. And, um, but I didn't care. I, I was putting it out there cause that's how I felt. Well, and then actually like four days later, I was like, do you know what July 31st, 2021 is? And he was like, what? And I was like, a Saturday. And he was like, huh? I was like, well, it's <laughs> like, that'd be a good day to get married. <laughs> I was like, Oh, <laughs> this was well, we, literally like four days. We kind of it. already talked about it. We were, you yeah. know, he was like, I love you. And then I, I was like, I love you too. And then we were like, I, I could see this forever. You know, we'd already started talking about it. So I was like, okay, if we see this forever, July 31st, 2021 is on a Saturday. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so we got married on our one year anniversary and uh, <laughs> it's been the best year in 11 months or so yeah. ever. It's just so, so amazing. When you, when you find a supportive person, not just a supportive person in your life, but in your career and mm-hmm. that supports you and lifts you up and you both lift each other up as you're going, it's just, that's the best feeling in the world. And that's what you have to hold out for. Yeah. And we also the balance that we have between each other, like anything that I'm weak in, she's strong and anything that she's weak in, I'm strong. And so we, we just complement each other so perfectly. And a lot of people say that opposites attract. And even though I just said about the balance, um, we also, we are very the same. Yeah. Uh, we, we literally finish. I know people say this all the time. We finish each other's sentences. We literally finish each other. We, we say yeah. things at the exact same time and we're like, get out of my head. <laughs> or he'll be looking at something like, like the other day we were driving, we were going to pick up the kids and he was looking at, it turned out to be a cloud, but he was looking at something, but he wasn't like looking, looking, he would just randomly look up and I'm like, Hey babe, what you looking at? And he's like, huh? I'm like, what you looking at? And he's like, oh, the cloud up there. It looks like a dog. And I'm like, <laughs> I want to see the cloud that looks like a dog. Where is it? Like, you know? We just read each other in a way that I've never, we've never read anybody else in our lives before. It, it was just right. <laughs> ah, I love it. Um, <laughs> and like you said, it's absolutely true. That's what I felt from you guys is the how wonderful that you guys were together and your energy. And I was like, they really love each other, which sounds really crazy, but it's not because me and my ex-husband, okay, we went to our engagement pictures. We were fighting the whole time in the car and our pictures looked amazing. Everybody's (laughs) like, you guys look like you love each other. You love each other. And we're like, "Mm -hmm." (laughs) yeah, we do. We're going to kick each other's butts. And same thing. We went to go buy our house. We fought outside when we were about to go close on the house. I mean, and everybody's like, oh, you're so happy. And I'm like, okay. 
Uh, so yeah, so like to feel it and to see it is amazing because it was real. Like I can yeah. feel mm-hmm. that it was real, and I was like, that's why it was like the best time ever. To be honest, like just being around you guys and Aww. feeling your love, and uh, it was just special. But so, and to have a relationship start in COVID, in COVID, on, yeah. Um, and yeah. like y'all are so amazing. I've been around you a few times. I've had the pleasure of being around you a few times. And um just again, like it's like the first time I, I did not know it's been almost a year because I <laughs> I'm so been- goofy. I like it's I'm gone like, so fast. It's gone it so does. fast. It does. So um so when I first met you, you guys' love and everything feels the same as it is now, you know? Mm-hmm. And they say the first year is the hardest. And again, Ugh. during COVID, to be, um, you know, it will long-distance relationship. Mm-hmm. And then to make it in COVID, then get mm-hmm. married during COVID and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've heard that the COVID relationships will last the longest because you've already been through something that you could never imagine that we would be going through. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so you guys are amazing and I'm so happy for you. Um, well, as- it was cool. We actually had COVID together yeah. and uh, got to quarantine for 10 days straight. And, <laughs> well, and we literally just were like, oh, does this, this is have great. to end? Like, can we get COVID <laughs> again yeah, like, just so we could be together for 10 days straight? So, great. so our napkins for the wedding said fun facts about Jesse and Melissa. And one of them was never missed a weekend. We, we, I would either be in Greenville or he would be in Atlanta every single weekend, no matter if, you know, we had the kids or not, didn't have the kids. Mm-hmm. And there was literally no weekend besides his bachelor party, technically, but I don't but count we were that. together the whole week. Yeah. So it's fine. Yeah. I don't count that. Um, <laughs> but there was literally no weekend that we were not apart. We were together every single weekend and we made that commitment to drive, which is a lot. That's two and a half hours one way without traffic. Mm-hmm. And then you have to come back. Um, yeah. you know, so that's a big sacrifice to keep driving every single weekend. And we wanted to make sure that we had a, a really strong connection and foundation. And that was our foundation. Wow. Thank you so much. That's so awesome. So speaking of um, foundation and connection, um, you guys uh, practice a thing called grounding um, or earthing. Uh, Can you tell us about that? And how do you feel like the energy affects your lives and your family? So um, grounding is a cool thing. So everybody's familiar with a three-pronged pronged outlet, right? So you've got the, the two that actually carry the electricity and the bottom middle one grounds the wire. Well, there's a wire that runs in your house from your electrical box into the ground and it's called grounding. It, it neutralizes that electrical flow. Well, actually everything on earth has electromagnetic flows. Mm-hmm. We, we all have like this this power that runs through us and through the earth. So when you're standing barefoot on the ground, what's actually happening is that electromagnetism that's coming from the earth is actually passing into your body. And what that can do is actually decrease inflammation. Mm -hmm. It can help with uh, all sorts of health issues and just energize you for the day. It, it gives you the energy from the earth. And a big problem that we're facing as a society right now is that we walk around on rubber soled shoes, which actually people didn't start wearing rubber sole shoes until the 1950s. And um, it's really disconnected us from the earth and from the power that the earth gives us. And it's actually caused a lot of increase in health issues mm-hmm. and a lot of things that could be fixed naturally, just if we were more barefoot 
more regularly. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's actually awesome because you can get sheets that help you with grounding it, mm-hmm. while you're sleeping. Um, and it'll actually help that. And you can also get, um, it's like little inserts that you can put in your shoes and it will also help with that grounding if you're wearing like a rubber sole. Um, so there are things that you can do, but of course, you know, if you just, it's summertime, take off the shoes, go outside. 15 minutes barefoot. Yeah. Just run around barefoot, go to the lake, be barefoot. Um, I mean, water being outside, being in nature. All of that is so good for us. We're not made to be indoors all the time and, you know, to, to be in the dungeon, as I call it. (laughs) (laughs) We we as humans have just disconnected ourselves so much from the earth. If you look at our like earliest uh, civilizations, like the the native Americans and the, the Mayans and the Egyptians and all these people, like they walked around barefoot all the time and were really connected to the earth and, and, and respected the earth and, and drew from it. And we need to get back to that because Mm -hmm. we're missing so much power that we could have from the earth. And it's, it's changed our lives by just connecting us more with that energy flow and really opening us up. I love that. So I actually need to try it. Uh, myself i tried it one time uh because i have like a lot of inflammation right now mm-hmm. from arthritis my joints are just acting crazy yeah. <laughs> and this is scientifically proven yeah. uh this yeah. isn't just mumbo jumbo that we've come up with or yeah. heard somewhere there's a whole documentary about it called earthing mm-hmm. uh highly recommend it we are not being sponsored in any way to talk about this yeah uh, we just are big fans of it and think very highly of it and there was actually someone in a wheelchair that went out and did grounding for like 20 minutes a day for a couple of days and and they lost so much inflammation and everything in their body that they were able and arthritis and they were able to get up out of the wheelchair in just a couple of days and it was all from earthing that's so amazing yeah and i hope it's like, powerful it is it's so powerful and i'm i'm so glad that um that you guys talked about it because hopefully this will help a lot of people including me selfishly <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, it's just doing so. it right yeah, it's just doing it because do it. It's, yeah. it's the time and it's the the effort you know you have to make sure that you you take that time to go outside and, and to actually really get involved with the earth. Right. Mm-hmm. And I like how you said about the rubber, cause I always like connect it to like the tires, like that's, mm-hmm. you know, connects that separates the road from the car is the yep. rubber of the tires. Yep. So that makes perfect sense. Um, so that's why I love this. That's an awesome <laughs> point of view. Uh, so speaking of energy, um, so Jesse, you used to be a pastor. Um, (laughs) it's kind of totally different than believing in the earthing stuff. So can you, um, kind of tell us about that, how you went from being a pastor to believing in energy and all that stuff? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, uh, my journey's been real interesting. Um, Straight out of college, I went right into ministry and well, way before that, when I was about 16, I started going into ministry, doing church things. And I was very committed church goer. I was there every time the doors were open. I did everything anybody could have ever asked me to do. I worked around the clock. I went into full-time ministry, kept that going, working around the clock, just doing everything for the Lord because uh, it didn't matter about my time or my sacrifice or my family uh, because I was doing God's work apparently. And um, 
sorry if I sound really cynical and bitter about these things, but you know, it, it was, it was something that like really was a negative impact in my life because I spent so much time neglecting so many other things that were really important, like my family, uh, for church work. And I, I did this for a long, long time. And, um, about seven years ago ish, I started to reevaluate the, my belief system. Um, I was listening to some podcasts and they were talking a lot about deconstruction and deconstruction. If you haven't heard the term before is where you basically start taking apart your faith and trying to figure out why you believe what you believe so that you're not just blindly believing something. And so when I started doing this, I stripped everything down to essentially just Jesus. Um, I was like, okay, I'll just keep Jesus as my foundation and I'll believe in that. And then, you know, I'll rebuild the rest. Well, the, as I went, I started rebuilding some, but it just, I, I was having a hard time really putting any of the pieces back together. And it, it was a real struggle for me. And then I, I watched a documentary called marketing the Messiah. And it went to a lot of historical stuff that, um, I've later researched and, you know, followed up on, I don't just take things at face value. When I watch them, I actually check into things because I'm, I like to be educated and not just listen to something like, Oh, you know, that's the problem with a lot of our world right now. People see a headline and then they just run with it. Um, so you got to do your own research. Um, but there's a lot of historical things like the fact that there were many, many, many gods that came thousands of years before Jesus that, um, did essentially the same things that Jesus was credited to, uh, walking on water, born of a virgin, had 12 disciples, healed the sick, died and rose again, crucified even, um, the list goes on and on and on these, these stories that we attribute to what was once the person that I thought was my God turned out to be nothing short of regurgitated mythologies that were carried on from just mythologies from years and years before thousands of years before Jesus was ever supposed to have lived. And when that realization hit me, it was like mind boggling because the, it just opened up to me that it was all a mythology. The, if you look at the way these stories build upon each other, at first in, in the historical writings, of course, in the times they were written, the, the character of Jesus starts as this meek little manger boy. And then by the time you get to the last book that was written, he's kicking over tables in the temple and he's like this big macho savior man. And that's how mythology evolves. And, and I realized that all of these stories that I thought were fact weren't, they were just that they were stories. And so I started, uh, I, I ab abandoned the rest of my belief system and started like really delving into things where I could go inside myself, meditation and spirituality on a higher level where it wasn't about there's somebody up in the sky looking at me as I'm sinning and judging me and sending me to a fiery torment of hell. It's, I have a higher self and that's connected to a wider network of consciousness and that consciousness is what connects us all and we are all the actually the same we're all just fragments of this consciousness that all started in the same point and what that did was changed my life to view every single person 
and, and it's funny because this is in all the religions, but do unto others as you would do unto yourself because others are yourself. If you look at it as we are all part of this one central consciousness, we are all the same person and we can't separate that. We can't treat people like they're less than us. We can't treat people like they're dumber than us or they're uh, inferior to us in any way because like we are everybody. And the more we treat people like, like they're God, because if, if there is God, it's all of us. Is if, if we treat people like everything is God, like everyone is God, man, think about what this world could be. Mm-hmm. Like, are you going to go into a school and start shooting people if everybody in that school is God and you're God and we're all the same person and you're, you're just killing yourself? Like, if everybody took this mentality, there would be no wars. There would be, be no hunger. There would be no uh, people just being destroyed on a daily basis. There would be so much more compassion and love, like Melissa just said. And I just couldn't see that in religion anymore. It starts in ourselves and we have to raise our own vibrations and our own energies to become the species that we're supposed to be. And so I know I, that it was a long journey to get there a lot of years. And it, it was, quite terrible because I had to lose my entire community that I've held my entire life. Um, and there's nothing harder than leaving a religion, not even leaving a marriage is as hard as leaving a religion. Um, but when, when you see the facts, you can't just keep blindly believing something because you feel like you're supposed to. Right. And wow. So, um, I love this podcast because, and you guys, because um, I have, I connect a lot with that. That's why I'm like, ah, like, you know, um, I left, um, literally, I left, you left a state as well. I left a state. I left a marriage as well. And I essentially didn't leave my religion all the way, like, especially at that point. Um, But I left the church that I knew and was there six days a week as well was in the Mm -hmm. choir was in that, you know, so I understand that. And so like, I had some church hurt. Um, everybody turned on me, uh, and didn't really speak to me anymore because they sided with my, um, with my ex-husband. Um, and, uh, that was very hurtful because I was there. I did my time. Like, I mean, literally, Mm -hmm. The same thing, like was wasn't around my family. Was there almost every single night. Was sometimes Sunday all day long. All day. Um, and uh, like we had two services, but we could we were in the choir, so sometimes we went to another church, and then we did this, mm-hmm. and then you got to practice, and you know. Mm-hmm. So I understand. Um, and when you said it, I was like, I'm not gonna talk about myself. I'm not gonna. Talk- I got to. <laughs> I got to. Uh, because yeah, like it's it's wow it's like when you're talking and it's like i it's my point of view to you know like that's what mm-hmm. i love it's like because we all are so much similar than we know like yeah yeah so we have so, so much similarities but and, um, and it's so many people's points of view yeah. and so many people have been 
unbelievably hurt and abused by the religious systems of this world. Well, it's causing division. That's what it's doing. It's yeah. dividing us because what happens is if you say, say you're not part of the church anymore, you're like, ah, you know what? I, I think I want to try something a little different. Well, guess what? That community is going to shut you down and divide and it's going to be divided now. And you're not going to be part of even friends. Um, yeah. You look at so many religions out there and sometimes if you're not part of that religion, you can't even go and see your family if, mm-hmm. if you are different religions. And it shouldn't be that way, right? Because like Jesse said, we are all connected. And if we treat everybody like do unto yourself as you would should do into others. If we, if we really did that, if the church really, really, really did that, then they would never, ever shut you out or cast you out or anything because you were deconstructing your faith or you were looking at something, you know, everyone should have questions and you should have all the time have questions Mm -hmm. because that is the only way that you're going to learn is to ask questions and really understand things. I mean, every single day we are asking questions. We're learning, we're watching documentaries. We're talking to people who are smarter than us every single day, Mm -hmm. trying to figure out what, what is life? What are we doing? Um, What is the purpose of all of this? And, you know, at the end of the day, our purpose is just to lead with our hearts, no matter what that looks like on a day-to-day basis, and just to be the best people that we can be. And if you're divided because you don't have the same viewpoint of us, then it's on you. It's not yeah. on us. And something that Melissa was saying about asking questions, that's so important. And unfortunately, a lot of places don't, or people don't let you ask questions. If you're ever somewhere that somebody doesn't allow you to ask questions, then that's a huge red flag right there. And you need to get out of whatever that is. Cause if you can't ask a question about it, then that means that there's something that they're like, that's fishy. Not, <laughs> yeah. They're, they're trying to cover something, you know, like yeah. you should be able to ask as many questions as you want and you should be able to get answers to those questions. Yes. Right. It's like, um, I'm guilty of this as a parent when you say like they ask a question you're like because I said so you know like it's like Mm -hmm. it's like um that's not the answer right so speaking of um parenting Father's Day is on June the 19th yes woohoo um (laughs) so we talked about you know family life and stuff like that um a little bit but um happy father's day by the way early for thank you thank you yay you're welcome (laughs) um and you're an amazing father uh and i get to witness it firsthand which is awesome and that always touches my heart um to see amazing men um being great examples for their kids you're welcome uh (laughs) so uh you talked about it so you lived in um not greenville what is it spartanburg south carolina spartanburg Mm -hmm. um and um now you and your ex-wife split time with the kids. Um, how do, How's that going and how does it affect everyone? And uh, what are some of the cool things that you do with the kids to make the time the best time ever that they're with you? Well, obviously, it always sucks when you don't get to see your kids. Uh, there's no easy way around that. It's just terrible to not be able to spend every single day with them all the time. Uh, we get them every other weekend and then now it's summertime. So we get them for an entire month and we're really excited about that. Uh, so we, 
when we are with the kids, we try our best to make lasting memories with them. And it's not about, oh, let's see how much money we can spend and do all these elaborate things. We play board games as families. Uh, we went hiking in the woods today and on our property. Yeah. Um, we, we go out of our way to make memories with them because we want the time that we spend with them to be things that they will carry with them for the rest of their life. And they have an outstanding bonus mom with Melissa. Oh, thank you. (laughs) The second that she came into the kids' lives, uh, it was instantly just, she was a mom and she fell right into that role amazingly and has just the best relationship with them. And she can speak to that. Uh, (laughs) Oh yeah. I mean, um, it's really funny because when, you know, I met Jesse, I was in that place where I was like, okay, maybe marriage isn't the right thing for me. Maybe that's not going to happen. I was getting a little older. So I was like, well, you know, um, maybe kids aren't the right thing, natural kids. So maybe I should foster because I grew up in the system. I was adopted and, I, you know, I was like, I can give back to someone. I know how that, what that feeling feels like, you know, not living with birth parents. And I said, you know, I I can help someone. I can, I can give my expertise and, and I can lift someone up. And I was about 18 hours into foster care classes when I met Jesse. And actually our first date was supposed to be a little bit earlier, but I couldn't because I was going through foster care classes And so, um, so I wasn't able to meet with him. Well, after I met with him and, you know, we talked about his kids the the same day, you know, and I, I said, actually, I, I am looking for a family. Like, that's what I want. I want a family. And, um, as soon as I met the kids, it was just, you know, mom at first sight. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. (laughs) I love it too. Hashtag. But it really was, you know, and um, I had a special connection with both of the kids in, in our own unique ways. Um, Adelina, you know, I'm a female, you know, she's a girl and she's going through that stage where she's kind of, you know, hitting puberty and doing her growth and, and really coming into her own. And I am really happy that I'm in the journey with them that I am because I, you know, I, I I missed a lot, of course, but I'm in the stage where I really get to be in that developmental stage Mm -hmm. and I get to really see them grow and turn into little humans. Um, And it's, it's just really so cool to see a lot of, um, a lot of my characteristics kind of rubbing off and, and (laughs) they'll say something and I'm like, Oh, I say that, you know? (laughs) Um, but overall it's, it's been such an amazing experience. And, um, I always knew that if I dated someone that had kids, I would not go into a drama field. I, I never wanted to go in with kids that was like, Oh, mom and dad are going to get back together and I'm going to push you away. And I'm going to give your, you know, give you like hell all the time because, um, you know, you're coming into my life and it should be mom and not you. And I never felt like that. Not one time with, you know, Jesse or the kids I've never, and, and even the ex, like no one has ever made me feel like that. I've been welcome. And, um, it's, it's been a, a really a blended family from the start. Yeah. And we're really fortunate because, um, the ex and I, uh, when we were dating, 
or not dating, I'm sorry, when we were still married and our marriage was kind of really badly on the rocks, I had made a comment uh, just more as a joke than anything, but we took it to heart. I had said, hey, maybe we should think about getting divorced while we still like each other because we got to be good for the kids. Mm -hmm. And um, she took that to heart and we thought and thought about it and then came to me and said, you know what? You're actually right. We should get divorced while we still like each other because we we don't love each other anymore. So we should definitely do this while we at least like each other because divorce can be so tough. And unfortunately, the the main people that it takes it out on is the kids. The mm-hmm. parents think that them being mean to each other is hurting the other parent. You're not, you're hurting your children. Yeah. And we said from the beginning of the divorce that we were going to make sure that we were as mature as possible, that we were as uh, adult as possible with this, because those two kids are the most important thing ever. And who are we to come between like each other's relationships with our children. And so we wanted always to make sure that we never badmouth each other, uh, especially in front of the kids. We, we never make things difficult on each other. We're very supportive of all of each other's decisions and everything. And it's been really cool to have that mature of a divorce because most people don't. And I encourage people that are listening, if you are going through a divorce or have been through a divorce and your relationship with your ex isn't great, but you do have kids, figure out a way to make it work because it's not fair to those poor children who mm-hmm. have to deal with that. They don't want to see their parents fighting. They don't want to feel that tension and they'd see it. They feel it. Don't oh, yeah, they, they know. Don't. Hey, they know. They know more than you think that they yeah. know. Kids are not dumb and they know just know that. (laughs) And that's one thing, like we are extremely honest with the children Mm -hmm. about a lot of things and a lot of things that most parents would be like, Oh my God, I can't believe you talked to your kids about that. Why not? Why not treat them like they're an actual member of this family and give them the decency of including them in on things that are going on in our lives? Like, yeah, there's certain things that are a little mature and maybe they can't handle. And we don't quite breach those subjects all the way, but we do some of the way because you have to prepare kids for life and you have to show them, Hey, we're dealing with a situation. This is how we're dealing with it. Mm -hmm. This is how we are growing through it. This is what we're learning through it. And it's, it's important to show your kids that because if you don't, then they're going to grow up not knowing how to deal with those things. Mm -hmm. And little things you can, you can show them uh, kids, kids are so smart. And if they don't learn it from you, they're going to learn it the wrong way Mm -hmm. at school or their peers or their friends. So you need to teach them the right way. That, that is awesome. Yeah. And it's like you said, um, it's great to lead by example, right? So you can Mm -hmm. say like, this is how you're a good woman and you're a good man you know when you grow up and then you guys are like acting like children they're like wait a minute here (laughs) like that's not right Right. and so that's awesome um thank you so much um for mentioning that and mine wasn't like that so Mm -hmm. um it does affect the kids and we had you know our situation is way different but um it still affects the kids you know and we're Mm -hmm. we're decent now with each other we really are and um and we're cordial with each other, but it's still, it's still hard, you know? Yeah. And like you mentioned, like, um, 
sometimes my daughter uh, is almost nine. And not anymore because she has an awesome bonus dad as well. And so she doesn't say it, but she would say for the for a while, uh, why can't you go get back with dad? Why can't you know? And he was with somebody mm-hmm. else. And then I started to be, you know, and it's just hard on them. But yeah. um, being uh, decent human beings is the best way to be, right? And it's a good right. thing for them yeah. to see. And it's not fair to them to be any other way. Um, but I want to touch, Melissa, on... Um, uh, first of all, thank you so much, both of you, for being so honest and um, talking about real life stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like it's going to help so much. And um, sorry, Melissa, I'll get back to you in a second. But Jesse, <laughs> no, you're um, fine. <laughs> uh, that's you know how I am. Uh, but Jesse, I really appreciate you um, being an awesome man and father. That you're strong enough to talk about you know, things that do bother you and that could hurt you because lots of men, I feel like, you know, this is just my opinion as a woman that um, I've heard them say that they got to be tough. Like they got to be the tough one and they've got to do this. And um, men have feelings too. Yeah. You know? And they're allowed and fathers are important. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I appreciate you sharing that with us. Um, I'll just real quick interject. I've cried more tears than probably most women on this planet uh, have (laughs) in just the last couple of years of my life. Uh, Not since I've been with Melissa. Let me just make that clear. Uh, I have not cried (laughs) hardly, except for happy tears. Yeah, you've cried some happy tears. (laughs) But I'm I'm unbelievably emotional and sensitive and uh, I wear my heart on my sleeve. And I love that about myself because for a long time, I stifled my emotions and I hid them and I did not allow them to come out. And I was a miserable shell of a person. And since I've allowed my emotions to come out, they no longer control me. I control them. And if you can't express your emotions, then you are in control of your emotions and you need to learn how to express them healthily. Mm-hmm. Right. Thank, thank you. Yes. I feel like, you know, so many people hold stuff in. But um, I don't, I just feel like getting it out, like open into the world and the atmosphere and saying it, it helps you deal with it and it makes it real. Mm -hmm. And so that way you can address it and move past, right? If you keep it inside, it just eats you up. And and then I feel like you can't be present for everybody when you're just, you know, living with that and like feeling it all the time, you know? but back to you, Melissa. No. <laughs> so, Melissa, um, first of all, thank you so much um, for talking about being adopted. Um, not to keep making this about me, but I'm just relating with you. My cousins, yeah. all three of them are adopted mm-hmm. um, because my aunt um, actually had cervical cancer. So she mm-hmm. couldn't have kids of her own. Um, so um, that's so awesome. It means a lot to me. Um I love them. They're just my regular cousins. I didn't even yeah. know for a long time they were adopted because it doesn't matter. Right. Uh, I didn't even know, you know. And um, but um, like you said, um, basically about not having, like being okay with not birthing kids, right? But right, you yeah. still have kids, so those are your kids um, yes. as well as. Um, you know, I think they have a bonus dad on the other side as well. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. They, so they do. Mm-hmm. yeah, that's awesome. So they have so much love and it's, it's just like pouring from everywhere. Oh right? yeah. And, yeah. And so, and that's what you give them. And, um, I think it's, you're also like very strong 
to talk about that because, you know, it could, I've heard a lot of women that they're really like, it's, it's hard, you know? Mm -hmm. And, and so the fact that you have this amazing family and you're like a kick butt mom, not even going to say a bonus mom, you are a kick butt (laughs) mom. And to the fact that you go above and beyond, you make me feel like I need to step up my mom skills. (laughs) Like like, for real, like you're amazing. So, um, speaking of that, there's a lot of few, uh, a lot of few doesn't make sense. There's a lot of things that you do that are really awesome. Um, so really quick, let's talk about um, what are some of the things I know there's like something about stocks or you taught them something about that or there's oh, yeah. a point system or something or if you yeah. can explain that really quick. Um, so I, I, and it goes back to what Jesse and I were saying about teaching them responsibility and, and, and their actions and everything has consequences. And we want to, we want to provide responsibility with them. So we have a point system where every chore, everything that they do when the weekends that they're here with us, they get points. And so they balance it like a checkbook. So every single Sunday when they're leaving, they balance their checkbook, they add up their points. Um, Once they get up to 50, points, they can choose. They can choose to get either stock so they can get a stock in a company or, you know, they can turn that into funds and then they can buy candy or a toy or whatever they want to with it. Um, and we actually, the last time they got up to 50 points and they got stock, they got Nestle and Disney. And actually they're both up right now, um, which is awesome. Um, yeah. yeah. Cause none of mine are. Stock <laughs> has been real bad right now. Um, but it's, it's, it's a really great responsibility because, they understand that this is for long-term success. And we're trying to teach them to get away from instant gratification and go for long-term success and to have that mindset to where you can focus not only on the present and everything that's happening right now today, but you, you can focus on the future and where you're headed and start kind of planning your seeds. Like we're constantly, what do you like to do? Let's train. Let's, let's put some energy and effort into what you want to do. You want to sing, you want to do music. You want to, um, Adeline and I are actually writing a story right now together. And it was one thing that I loved, loved, loved when I was a kid, I would sit and write books after books, after books and create stories. And, uh, we're, we're doing it together. So I'm kind of teaching her that skill and, you know, Jesse's teaching music. So we're teaching them the skills that we know, whether they take it, that is okay. It's just a skill, an extra skill that they can have. And, you know, when you teach them as many things as you can possibly teach them as, as when they're young, then those, when they get 18 and they go into college or they have a year off or whatever it is that they want to do after, after high school, they can say, Hey, you know what? I have all these skills and I really like this one. This is the one that I want to put all my my, my energy into and my effort into, because this is, makes me happy. And that's what we want to teach them. What makes you happy every single day? What makes you happy? And of course they're kids. So we want them to go off and have kids and, or have kid things. And, and we want them to have fun. And every single day, like Jesse said earlier, we want to create memories and, and rewarding experiences every, every day with them. Yeah. And it was cool today. Uh, we were hiking with Alexander, our youngest, um, through our property and we live on two acres of land that backs up to a nature preserve so we've got all these beautiful woods and uh we were out there and alexander was like 
Yeah, dad, daddy always takes us on really great hikes, but Melissa's the expert because she's been on Naked and Afraid. And so <laughs> yeah. um, he's like, she, she knows how to survive in the woods. And so he was just like the whole time asking her everything. And she was teaching him all this stuff about, you know, what kind of stick you should carry when you're walking because it has to have a forked end so you can use it for snakes and like <laughs> all these cute little things woodsy things and, it was uh, really cute too yeah. because um anytime he would he would because of course we're we have machetes we're trying to cut a little path through the woods for for ourselves and he was every single time he would kind of get a little bit ahead he was like hey melissa can you go ahead and get in front of me <laughs> like can no. you go ahead of me uh decline and clear the path for him so or i was he'd like, always be like can i come with you yeah like yeah. anytime she was going like in a different direction and she's like of course come on <laughs> it was so cute <laughs> So, but we're also teaching him, you know, how yeah. to, how to do things in the woods and, and what to do. And he was like, he was like, am I too young to have a machete? We were both like, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, you cannot have a machete. Sorry. <laughs> oh my goodness. So that's so awesome. Um, wow. So speaking of, uh, naked and afraid, uh, <laughs> yeah, you, so you have survival skills and you're teaching him and it's so awesome that he looks up to you and he wants to, um, cause I have grown men kids also, <laughs> they don't look up to you anymore. They're literally taller than me and they're like, no, I don't listen to you. So it's oh awesome. that <laughs> like, no, It will thanks. be that, that one day. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I don't think so. Those kids are, your kids are amazing. They have such good energy. They're such good kids. I love being around them. They're so smart and talented. Um, and, uh, and he is a great break dancer. Just saying. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. That kid's got moves. He oh, yeah. is so, yeah, he's so great at it. Um, Adelina is also talented too, but anyway, so, um, you know, teaching them life skills is important, but, um, speaking of the, of naked and afraid, um, like, can you briefly go over like how it was for you and how it changed your life and what, what skills you learned from being literally alone at one point in the woods. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, well, so for those that don't know about the show, naked and afraid is on discovery channel. I was season seven. Episode eight is called unhinged and it's basically, um, a guy and a girl and they have to go out into the wilderness and it's just, it's just two cast members. And you only get two items, survival items, and no clothes, no food, no shelter, nothing. You just have to go out and survive. You have to build all everything from scratch, find your food, find your water, source everything that you need. But everything is primitive. It's not like you have matches or a lighter. It's everything is primitive. Um, and the show is basically the way that I like to put it is what if something happened? What if your plane went down and everything burned up, even your clothes? I don't know how that would happen, but just happened. <laughs> and what would you do? How would you survive? Um, how would you go about everything and you're in the jungle and, and what would you, and I think survival skills are so important. Um, you know, especially now you just never know what's going to happen. And you know, it's, it's a really good skill to have overall. Um, but the, the overarching, um, episode, my episode, I had a very negative partner and it goes back to mindset. It, it's mind over matter for everything in life. Right. And my partner was very negative from day one, very, um, just everything was his way. 
and he wouldn't ever listen to me about, you know, having a, a shelter in a different location and using the back of the machete for, to create a, a fire for the Flint. And there was just so many things that, that it was just, no, I'm the man. You're, you're just this little Georgia mm. Southern bubbly girl. Like you have no say so. And when he tapped out, he actually looked at me and he said, I, I'm not worried about you. You're tougher than I am. So I know that you'll survive all year. And I, you know, I just looked at myself and I said, you know what? He's absolutely right. I have this. And he left. I was out there eight days by myself and I was thriving. I made a bed. I cleaned out the shelter. It was, it was clean. Um, You know, I, I made a fish basket and caught shrimp and crab and um, I was just doing my thing out there. And it just goes back to the people that you have in your life. And, and it's a really good story about the people that you have close to you are really going to affect you in life. And if you have yeah. these negative Nancy's or whatever in your life, then they're going to impact everything that you do and, and every experience that you have in life. So it, there's a thing and Jesse actually wrote a song about it called burning bridges or it's called bridges, but it's about burning bridges. And sometimes you just have to burn those bridges to the ground and leave those people behind and keep moving forward because you know what? We are strong. We are powerful and we are limitless and we can do everything that we want to do in life. As long as you have the right mindset and you're leading with your heart always. Wow. Yes, that is true. Um, the mindset is very important because if you're mentally strong, then you can do anything. Um, mm-hmm. If you are struggling in the upstairs department, <laughs> then, uh, then, you know, it's hard. It's hard to get through things. So mm-hmm. I just want to say that you are a kick butt woman. Um, <laughs> and um I'm so proud of you because I would not have lasted <laughs> even five hours. I had to sing it. I can't sing, but I would not have lasted five hours. Um, so that is so amazing. Hey, y'all, please check out that episode. Um, it airs. It just aired again. Um, yeah. What, a couple reruns all the time. Yeah, so check it out because that is what like, come on. Like she, I would have ran. She was like, "Hex, no, I'm gonna build a village and I'm gonna survive." Right? Uh, <laughs> that's another show, but still, you did survive in the wilderness. So, okay, I would so- have if you gave me more time. I would have built a village. Yes. <laughs> hey, whatever you built is way more than I would have had. I, uh, <laughs> I'm telling you. So, uh, speaking of kick butt, um, not to keep living leaving out Jesse because I love him too and he's involved in everything as well. But um, I'm so excited because I've never interviewed a comic book character before, <laughs> and I got to see you at Momocom. Yes! I don't know if I said it right. Yeah, Momocom. Yep. Momocom. And what? It was like the best experience ever. Um, <laughs> seeing you as the Deadly Crimson. Okay, that's who yeah. you are. Yeah. And it was amazing uh can you please tell us um briefly about just how how did Dudley Crimson come about and um what is she like what yeah who is she real quick yeah of course so Dudley Crimson is a story that I created and developed um you can actually go to www.deadlycrimson.com um, if you want to see more, hear more, buy the book, anything. Um, but uh, the first issue is already out. The second issue is finished, heading to print, and the third issue is being worked on. But now it's really cool because 
I have a writing team that is just amazing. Dan McMillan, he's a sci-fi writer. He's on Amazon top 10 bestsellers list. And he's working with me on Deadly Crimson now. Um, Yeah, he's amazing. He's, it's, it's just, anything that you have in life, guys, um, you, you can do every, you can, you can do everything. You can do all of it, but you have to have a team. And when you have a team, it just works so much better. Like last night we had like a two hour zoom call and just talking about, you know, what we're going to do next and how we're going to do it. And we just pick each other's brains and go back and forth. And it's just, it's just so much more creative. And the writing process now, um, it just blows my mind at where Deadly Crimson is going to go. Um, now I have artists all over the world for the third issue and, you know, Deadly Crimson, basically she starts off, she's a scientist and she uses nanobot technology to turn herself into an assassin, except for she's working for an evil corporation, you know, so she also has a daughter and a husband, which, you know, turns everything chaotic um, and it just turns her world upside down. But so basically it has this really amazing family, family dynamic, um, but it also brings a lot of real life and real life, um, you know, everything that we go through on an everyday basis is in the book, which is, is what I'm trying to change. I'm trying to bring real life into action into comics. And, you know, I think that's why everyone is, so, it loves it so much because it does bring real life back into comics. Um, and Deadly Crimson started, I actually, uh, I was in LA and I was an actress and I needed an action something action for my demo reel. And I created this character. She didn't have a name, anything like that. It was three minutes. And I loved the character so much that I just kept writing it out and it turned into a short story. And then it turned into an entire story, an entire world, all of these extra characters. Um, And then Crimson just writes herself now. I'm like, no, Crimson wouldn't do that. She would go do this. You know, Cole, (laughs) he's the Cole Pryor. He's the uh, evil villain in the story. And you know, everything just writes itself. These stories, these characters, they just have a mind of their own. And it's its own little world, which is so cool to see everything come together. And then when I go to Comic-Cons, I dress up as her and I see these kids at Momocon and I say, you know what? I look at, I look at them and I tell them every single time, you are so powerful. You are so amazing that you can do anything in your life. Turn your dreams and goals into reality and go after them. And that is, that is the drive and the passion behind everything that I'm doing, because I want everyone to know that you are so strong and capable of doing everything that you want to do in life. I never thought ever that, I mean, I was a girl that played with Barbie dolls growing up. I I never thought I would be, I would make a comic book. That was the last thing I had in my mind, but now I love comics. I love this world. I was on a panel, um, with, oh man, uh, it was just so amazing with Marcus Williams and, and just these wonderful writers and creators of stories. And for me, inspiring everyone in the audience and just motivating everyone. That's why I do this. This is what I love. These are my people. And, and I just want to keep going with everything that I'm doing with deadly crimson. Yeah. Deadly crimson is so awesome. And my daughter read it to me issue one. Uh, Um, yeah. Yeah. And it was so special to hear your your story through my daughter's voice it was like it it was so amazing and i was like oh yeah it meant a lot and then that we know you personally um i love saying that my friend is a comic book character (laughs) i'm like name drop 
bam. Uh, sorry. <laughs> and um, speaking of successful stuff, Jesse, so you are an amazing um, musician. Uh, how's your music career going? It's going really good right now. Um, so I've, over the course of my life, started bands and I would get to a certain level and then I'd quit and then I'd start another one and I'd get to a certain level, then I'd quit. And just because life would get in the way. And uh, this time I'm not quitting. I'm, I'm going oh, for yeah. it. I finally have somebody who supports me a hundred percent and, and she believes in me probably more than I believe in myself and is pushing me as hard as she can. Uh, but like, I finally am finding my own voice for the first time, I think in my life I've, you know, I've always, written songs based out of personal experience because that's how I dealt with music or I dealt with my emotions. Um, I would, I would take the garbage that was happening in my life and I would use music to give it words because I, I, I always had a hard time expressing myself and how I felt. And so music gave me that voice. And I find a lot of people are that way. You know, how many people out there, have that song where they listen to it or like, Oh my God, that was written for me. You know, yeah. there's so many songs like that. And so I wrote the songs that said my story because I know that I'm not alone in my story, mm -hmm. you know, just like this podcast, authentic points of view. I have a point of view that a lot of people have, you know, I went through divorces, I, uh, or a divorce rather. I, I've been in messy relationships. I've had to, you know, spend time away from my children. I've fallen in love. I've lived life. I've worked jobs that uh, I'm miserable in. I've I've sought out things that make me truly happy. You know, I've we we all have these points of view, and if I could put these into words, and people can hear it and relate to it, and grow from it, and let it let it tell their story as well. That to me is just like the ultimate compliment. Like when somebody says, oh man, that song you wrote about this was exactly what I was going through in that time and, or exactly what I needed to hear to, to get me back into gear. Um, so now I'm writing a lot of songs where I'm trying to focus on inspiring people and positivity, a lot like what Melissa was saying. Um, I want people to be their best selves. I want them to take control of their lives and to become a little more assertive in demanding that their voice is heard, that their, their life is lived to the fullest and that they, that, that they can just live in a way that is, is real and tangible and not just going day to day in the rat race, nine to five at a job that you hate and living for two days off on the weekend and maybe a week's vacation. Um, I want people to realize that life is so much more and I'm writing songs about that and, and, and trying to encourage people to break down dividing lines and to see past our differences and to become one people, because that's the only way we're going to be a good world is if we can just get past all this stuff. And so I've recently released an album called taking control, uh, which I think is pretty suitable for my message. Uh, it's actually the title track of my record. Um, it's got a lot of songs on there about taking control of your life, your relationships, um, just everything about your, your life, like take, take the power back. And then I just a couple of weeks ago released a new single called not alone that talks about how we're not alone. We feel like we're alone. We've been beat down by this world to think that we're powerless and, and by ourselves. But if we would just look up and see that we're surrounded by 
people going through the same thing with the same points of view that we have and, and see everything, you know, the whole reason we're doing this podcast and that we do our podcast is because we're not alone. We're all going through this together and we need to lift our eyes off of our devices and realize that there's a world out there that's waiting for you to be your truest best self. So that way you can give the world what it needs from you. And um, I've got another single coming out on July 9th um, that I'm really excited about. It's called Breathe. And that song is about not giving up on your dreams and just taking a breath because a lot of times we just, we get so wrapped up in the fact that things are hard and that, that we're not where we want to be. And, and we just need to stop and breathe and just take that breath and refocus yourselves and keep going for it because you may not be where you want to be, but where you're, where you're supposed to be. And you're going to get to where you want to be if you just keep pushing towards it. So um, I've recently picked up a drummer. I'm playing um, some shows around uh, Atlanta and the Greenville area. And it's just, it's really cool because uh, the last couple of shows I've played, I've been doing these songs and this is the first time that I've been really like playing my music a lot out. A lot, most of the time I do like a lot of cover songs and I play bars for three hours and just play a lot of fun stuff like Britney Spears and in sync and cool. uh you know like a lot of alternate uh, alternative indie rock stuff and um i've been doing my songs out and and when people like start hearing my lyrics and they start like catching the vibe that i'm putting out there it's really cool to watch them the, like the light go on and like them start to get into it and and catch that vibe that i'm putting out there because i really just want this world to be a better place and if my music can help it get there then i'm just going to keep writing songs Wow. Thank you so much. Um, music is so important. And when um, I listened to your song, Not Alone, I got goosebumps. Um, <laughs> and uh, that like literally is my sign to myself and my feeling that like that that's a special thing to me. Like when I see like and I love dancing as well. Well, they dance to music. I love music. But when somebody's dancing and I get goosebumps, I'm like, oh, like that piece <laughs> moved me. And that's the same thing with songs. Like when I heard your song and I listened to the words and that's important for us to stop and listen, just like you said, the one breathe important, breathe, stop, listen, all those mm-hmm. things. Um, You relate to it. And and all of your songs that I've heard you relate to them and that's what you want to do. You want to help people. And that's what I want to do. And that's why we're, you know, doing this podcast because I want to help people as well. And so it's so um, awesome and special that your music is, is touching people and just really making a difference in people's lives. Um, And both of you are. Um, And I, I just, I'm trying not to cry. I'm so excited. <laughs> uh, no, I, you guys are just amazing, special people. Um, and I know people can feel it out in the waves of... Uh, uh, of radio podcast Right, <laughs> like podcast, whatever this is called. Podcast yeah, land. Yes, podcast <laughs> land. We can hear it and feel it. So um, speaking of podcasts, y'all's podcast is amazing. Thank uh, it's, you. You're welcome. I love it as well. Oh, I just want to tell you really quick that... um. I was um, giving you a shout out. Uh, as you guys, I didn't mention this yet, but they are the producers of this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I was talking about you guys. And I mentioned your name of your podcast 
podcast, Reimagined Success, and somebody said, oh my gosh, I listened to it. And oh, I was oh, like, yes! Cool. Isn't that so cool? And I was like, that's awesome. We love Those that. are my people. I love them. Oh, uh, well, so, thanks for listening. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. Thanks, listeners. That's exciting. So, um, so why did you name it that and what does it mean to you? What does your podcast mean to you? Well, we named it Reimagined Success because it really is. We want people to reimagine what success looks like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everybody keeps up with the Joneses yeah. and, you know, Instagram paints this great picture of what your life is supposed to be like, and it's all baloney. Yeah. And that's not what life looks like. It's, it's not, we're not behind filters. We're not behind, you know, apps that, that make you look different. We are real people and we need to be real. Yeah. Life is messy. Life is it's hard sometimes and we're all on a journey and we're all trying to achieve something. And so what we want to do is highlight people's success journeys and highlight the successes big or small, you know, your success might not be a fancy car in the driveway of a mansion with a million dollars in the bank. Your success might be that you're a great mom or that you, you know, achieve something that you was a goal of yours. And now you're that you're, celebrating that success of that. And so we're bringing on people that have these cool success stories and it could be like really big successes. We've had some amazing, huge people on our podcast that just have these unbelievably awesome stories. And then we've have like people who have very simple stories, but are equally as impacting because they're making a difference in their communities mm-hmm. and in their families and in, in where they're at in their lives. And that is real success. And reimagine success is, is, it's not about what is in your bank account. It's not about your car. It's not about the house that you live in. It's every single day. Can you go to bed and can you go to sleep knowing that you really made a difference for the day that you, you went above and beyond you gave and you got, and you, you just worked really hard and you are making a difference in everything single thing that we have in life. And that's what we, that's what we want to do. We want to change the world. One list at a time. <laughs> and we really want to let people know that it's never too late to, to chase your dreams. I mean, yeah. we had a doctor on our show that didn't go to med school till she was in her thirties. You wow. know, you literally can do anything you want to do. People put so many limitations on themselves like, Oh, it's too late for me to do this. I'm in my forties. Well, guess what? You still have like 20 more years in the workforce. You could do whatever you want to do. You've literally got the same amount of time that you started with that up to this point. So just do it. Don't spend your life miserable. Take a new journey and see where it takes you. Be bold, be brave and reimagine what success looks like to you because it looks different to everybody. And you need to figure out that out for yourself. Woohoo! Yes. Um, like you said, I, I was, um, I was a person that thought that like, cause what society said. So I was like, I bought a really piece of crap, um, house, um, at 25 years old as a single mom. And it was on a land contract. If anybody knows what that is, like I was making, I made a down payment like you would on a house and then like all this stuff. And then I had to refinance it in my name, whatever. So I picked a really crappy place. Cause I thought that I had to have a house. And then I got mm-hmm. married by 30, um, because I thought you were supposed to get married by 30. Mm-hmm. I, I don't have that house anymore. And I don't have that husband anymore. So, right. you know, those, those things listening to that, um, it really 
that's not your journey. That might not be where you're supposed to be, right? So um, I love that you said that, and I love your podcast, and I love Aww. what you're doing. I love how far that you've come in the last, what, six and a half months? How many months has it been? When did you uh, like start eight it? eight months. Eight I months? Think. Yeah. yeah. Eight. Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, you guys have come so far, um, and I'm so excited to be part of the family with you, um, mm-hmm. and um Really quick, uh, talk about the Creative Global um, Podcasting. Podcasting, yeah. Yeah. So Creative Global Podcasting, we are actually uh, producing podcasts now. We we fell in love with podcasting so much, we're like, ooh, we want to help other people do this. And Danielle was actually the first person that said, hey, I really want to do a podcast. And we're like, hey, we can help you with that. <laughs> uh, and so what we do is we, from start to finish, will help you figure out your podcast, everything from your logo to uh, actually how to record it, what equipment you need, um, how to get it to sound good. Um, what kind of cameras you're using, if you're doing video stuff, um, and then we'll actually edit it. And I actually uh, produced and recorded the intro and outro music for this podcast, as I do for all podcasts, including our own. Uh, We just offer a lot of services that a lot of people don't and try to put that personal touch. And like we're available, you know, Danielle is having an issue with her podcast. Like she knows she can get in touch with us and get us on the phone and, or somebody on our team will definitely be there to help her. Uh, We sit in on some of her podcasts also, you know, just because we want to make sure that these things go well. So we are, we're helping people to not quit because 75% of podcasters quit before the first year is up. And we, we want to see people succeed just like with everything that we do, we're trying to help people to find success. And so we want to help people like Danielle who are starting a podcast to be as successful as possible. So, you know, whatever we can do to build our community and we're trying to, you know, make a network of people that are, are in this together and because everything works better in a community. So that's our goal is to put out quality podcasts in an amazing community. Yeah. When I honestly, everyone listen to me now, uh, when I say that I started from scratch, like literally, <laughs> literally, there's like a million ingredients, and this is what they did. Put this there, do this, the da 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 da. You know, and that's the truth. And I needed it, and they were there for me. They well, the are pro- there for me. The problem is a lot of people are like, "Oh, I love to talk. I could do a podcast," and then they don't really understand what all goes into doing a podcast. Like, if you're not an audio engineer then you're going to have trouble doing a podcast by yourself. And luckily I am an audio engineer. <laughs> I, can, <laughs> I can help facilitate all these things. And yeah. Melissa is great at design and, you know, doing things like that and, and marketing and figuring out all the ins and outs of things. So like, we've got a great team and Lyric, our um, executive assistant is, you know, helping with the production side of things and she's doing a great job. And we just, we're bringing people around us that, are passionate about what they do and passionate about helping people to be their best. Right. And again, I thank you because uh, <laughs> I needed it. I mean, honestly, like he said, truth, this is a hundred percent the truth. I had this uh, vision you could say. Um, and I'm like, I don't know what to do. 
Uh, mm-hmm. I didn't know what to do. And I knew that I wanted to write a song. I like rap and it's loosely called a rap because it's not really <laughs> loosely to use that word. I should have heard me do the rap. <laughs> no, he did it so good. So uh, right. McKenna said, McKenna said, uh, why don't you just let him do it? And I was like, oh, <laughs> burn, you know, but honestly, like, so I, he literally helped me, um, I wrote most of the words. He helped me with one of the lines. He changed another line. And I trusted him to do that because he knows what he's doing. He literally helped me. He made the whole entire beat. He wrapped it for me, sent it to me so I can practice it. Who does that? Like, that is so amazing. (laughs) But it meant so much to me because I already knew that they cared. Like, because I'm... Have the pleasure to know them um, personally. But even if I was coming into this. So, guys, if you want to do a podcast, if you have something you're passionate about, honestly, you need to reach out to them. Because they will take you step by step and guide you where you need to go. And if you don't need 100% guidance, they'll just be there for you, you know, as a as a backup. But honestly, I'm telling you, it is the best decision that I have made in a very long time. Um, and that's the truth. Um, and uh, listen, I'm getting choked up. Okay. So, but, but to be honest, um, I can't think of anybody else better that I, you know, for them to be alongside me and to support me and to literally, and when he says, if Daniel has a problem, Daniel has had problems. Okay. Um, <laughs> even with my, my first one, I'm like, um, you know, and they walked me through it. They're like, this is how you do it. Let's go. Okay. And, you know, audio issues and stuff. And so he literally was helping me through it. That means the world to me. And so does Melissa. Melissa made the logo. I mean, they're all on this thing. <laughs> like, all up in it. <laughs> in a good way. Not in a creepy weirdo way. But <laughs> but I'm thankful. I'm so thankful. So um, speaking of that, and um, thanks again. Love you guys. Do you have any advice for anybody um, that's trying to start a podcast or any business per se at all? Um, what's your advice to them? Number one, get a team. Mm-hmm. Like like I said with Deadly Crimson earlier, you have to have a team and you have to have the right team. Um, Jesse touched on it a little bit, but we have a community. All of our podcasters that we bring on, they can reach out to each other. They can communicate. They can talk to each other. And they have this awesome community and team behind them. Um, so number one, get a team. Um, also, make sure that you are being true to yourself. Always. Um, a lot of people will sacrifice what's really important to them to make business decisions. Uh, I, it, I just did an interview that will air in a couple of weeks, but um, it was a producer that has done a lot of really great things. And he turned down an actual job that was making real money to do a two day little um, internship job that ended up projecting his career path because it was more in line what he actually wanted to do and wasn't as soul sucking as the other job was for him. And he, he just said, had he not taken that, that job and he took the one that paid double what he was currently making, he would have gone a completely different path and been extremely unhappy. So make sure you're staying true to yourself. Make sure that the success you're seeking is actually something that will help you lay your head down at night at the end of the day and be pleased with how your life is going. Wow. That's fantastic advice. So where can people connect to you on social media? 
Yeah, for sure. Um, so we're at Reimagine Success Pod on all social media platforms. Um, also Reimagine Success Pod.com. Um, and I'm Melissa Lee Ellen. That's L-E-E-L-L-E-N. Um, I'm at Melissa Lee Ellen on all social media platforms and Melissa Lee Ellen.com. You can find me at Music Jesse B on all the social media platforms or jessebeyondy.com. That's J E S S E, the way it's supposed to be spelled <laughs> B I O N D I. And uh, don't forget, you could also find Deadly Crimson. I was about to say okay. that. <laughs> <laughs> you can also find Deadly Crimson at deadlycrimson.com and Deadly Crimson on all the social media platforms except for Twitter. And it's Crimson is Deadly. <laughs> and if you are interested in having your podcast produced, please reach out to us at info at creativeglobalentertainment.com. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for being on being my first guest ever and for believing in me and believing in this podcast we've talked several times off of air and i just want everybody to know all the listeners that they genuinely love this idea and love the concept of this as much as i do and Mm -hmm. again that means the world to me because i know that they're always going to have my back that they want this to be to help as many people as I want you know like we Mm -hmm. want that we have the same goal and Melissa and Jesse thank you so 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 much thanks for having us yeah this was amazing awesome you you. to to only have two under your belt like you are so great and we love you so much and you are just going to go out there and touch so many lives and resonate with so many people that will will understand, oh, you know what, it's okay for me to have this point of view because other people have this point of view as well. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, thank you so much again for coming on and um, just being amazing people. <laughs> you guys are so <laughs> awesome. Thank and, you, um, Thank you. And I can't wait to have you on again. Oh, this has been so much fun, Danielle. <laughs> yeah, yes. thanks for having us. Thank you so much for coming. I'll see you guys again and talk to you soon. Yeah, right, we'll see you soon. Come on. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for listening to episode number two. It's been so amazing. Thanks for taking this journey with us. Melissa and Jesse were so awesome and are awesome. I hope you learned so much uh, from this episode. It shows you that even though I say that I have maybe like at least 22 uh, points of view, two people can have a million because of their journeys and their stories. It's so amazing. Please reach out to them if you need anything and also follow them on social media. Follow me too uh, on Authentic Points of View podcast on Instagram and Facebook. Also, if you want to be a guest, AuthenticPointsOfView at gmail.com. Please reach out to me or on any of the social media sites. I would love to have you and hear your point of view. Word of mouth is so amazing. So please share this. Tell your friends. If you know that they have amazing stories, please have them listen. And then also, if they want to be a guest, I would love to talk to them as well. Again, the support from you guys means the world to me. And if you ever feel like you're alone, just know that you're not. Somebody shares your story and we would love to hear from you if you have a question for any of the guests email me and we will reach out if they've helped you in any kind of way i'm sure they would love that please let me know and again 
please spread kindness and be just mindful of others. Love you, everybody. Thanks for listening. This has been a Creative Global Podcasting production. Thanks for listening to Authentic Points of View Podcast. I hope that something you heard today changes your point of view. If you would like to share your views, please email me at authenticpointsofview at gmail.com or leave a comment on Facebook at Authentic Points of View Podcast. Remember, always be mindful of other people's journeys and have open ears and an open heart. Thanks for listening to Authentic Points of View Podcast. I hope that something you heard today changes your point of view. If you would like to share your views, please email me at authenticpointsofview at gmail.com or leave a comment on Facebook at Authentic Points of View Podcast. Remember, always be mindful of other people's journeys and have open ears and an open heart.